0: Maud part 2 from Maud and other poems by Alfred Tennyson this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by michael max Maud part 2 1 the fault was mine the fault was mine why am i sitting here so stunned and still plucking the harmless wild flower on the hill it is this guilty hand and there rises ever a passionate cry from underneath in the darkening land what is it that has been done o dawn of eden brights over earth and sky the fires of hell break out of thy rising sun the fires of hell and of hate for she sweet soul had hardly spoken a word when her brother ran in his rage to the gate he came with the babe-faced lord heaped on her terms of disgrace and while she wept and i strove to be cool he fiercely gave me the lie till i with as fierce an anger spoke and he struck me madman over the face struck me before the languid fool who was gaping and grinning by struck for himself an evil stroke wrought for his house an irredeemable woe for front to front in an hour we stood and a million horrible bellowing echoes broke from the red-ribbed hollow behind the wood and thundered up into heaven the christless code that must have life for a blow ever and ever afresh they seemed to grow was it he lay there with a fading eye the fault was mine he whispered fly then glided out of the joyous woods the ghastly race of one that i know and there rang on a sudden a passionate cry, a cry for a brother's blood. It will ring in my heart and my ears till I die, till I die. Is it gone? My pulses beat. What was it? A lying trick of the brain? Yet I thought I saw her stand a shadow at my feet, high over the shadowy land. IT IS GONE, AND THE HEAVENS FALL IN A GENTLE RAIN, WHEN THEY SHALL BURST AND DROWN WITH DELUGING STORMS THE FEEBLE VASSALS OF WINE AND ANGER AND LUST, THE LITTLE HEARTS THAT KNOW NOT HOW TO FORGIVE, ARISE, MY GOD, AND STRIKE, FOR WE HOLD THEE JUST, STRIKE DEAD THE WHOLE WEAK RACE OF VENOMOUS WORMS THAT Ding each other here in the dust, we are not worthy to live Two see what a lovely shell, small and pure as a pearl, lying close to my foot, frail but a work divine, made so fairly well with delicate spire and whirl. How exquisitely minute, a miracle of design what is it a learned man could give it a clumsy name let him name it who can the beauty would be the same the tiny cell is forlorn void of the little living will that made it stir on the shore did he stand at the diamond door of his house in a rainbow frill did he push when he was uncurled a golden foot or a fairy horn through his dim water-world. Slight, to be crushed with a tap of my fingernail on the sand. Small, but a work divine. Frail, but of a force to withstand, year upon year, the shock of cataract seas that snap the three-decker's oaken spine athwart the ledges of the rock, here, on the Breton, Strand. Breton not Britain, here, like a shipwrecked man on a coast of ancient fable and fear, plagued with a flitting to and fro a disease, a hard mechanic ghost that never came from on high, nor ever rose from below, but only moves with the moving eye, flying along the land and the main. Why should it look like Maud? Am I to be overawed by what I cannot but know is a juggle, born of the brain? Back from the Breton coast, sick of a nameless fear, back to the dark sea-line, looking, sinking of all I have lost, an old song vexes my ear, but that of Lamech is mine. For years, a measureless ill for years for ever to part but she she would love me still and as long god as she have a grain of love for me so long no doubt no doubt shall i nurse in my dark heart however weary a spark of will not to be trampled out strange that the mind when fraught with a passion so intense one would think that it well might drown all life in the eye that it should by being so overwrought suddenly strike on a sharper sense for a shell or a flower little things which else would have been passed by and now i remember i when he lay dying there I noticed one of his many rings, for he had many, poor worm, and thought it is his mother's hair. Who knows if he be dead, whether I need have fled? Am I guilty of blood? However this may be, comforter, comforter, all things good while I am over the sea let me and my passionate love go by but speak to her all things holy and high whatever happened to me me and my harmful love go by but come to her waking find her asleep powers of the height powers of the deep and comfort her though i die Three. courage poor heart of stone i will not ask thee why thou canst not understand that thou art left for ever alone courage poor stupid heart of stone or if i ask thee why care not thou to reply she is but dead and the time is at hand when thou shalt more than die Oh, that twere possible after long grief and pain to find the arms of my true love round me once again. When I was wont to meet her in the silent woody places by the home that gave me birth, we stood tranced in long embraces mixed with kisses sweeter, sweeter than anything on earth. A shadow flits before me. Not thou, but like to thee, ah christ if it were possible for one short hour to see the souls we loved that they might tell us what and where they be it leads me forth at evening it lightly winds and steals in a cold white robe before me when all my spirit reels at the shouts the leagues of lights and the roaring of the wheels half the night i waste in sighs half in dreams i sorrow after the delight of early skies in a wakeful doze i sorrow for the hand the lips the eyes for the meeting of the morrow the delight of happy laughter the delight of low replies tis a morning pure and sweet and a dewy splendour falls on the little flower that clings to the turrets and the walls. Tis a morning pure and sweet, and the light and shadow fleet, she is walking in the meadow, and the woodland echo rings. In a moment we shall meet. She is singing in the meadow, and the rivulet at her feet ripples on in light and shadow to the ballad that she sings do i hear her sing as of old my bird with the shining head my own dove with the tender eye but there rings on a sudden a passionate cry there is someone dying or dead and a sullen thunder is rolled for a tumult shakes the city and i wake my dream is fled in the shuddering dawn behold without knowledge without pity by the curtains of my bed that abiding phantom cold get thee hence nor come again mix not memory with doubt pass thou death-like type of pain Pass and cease to move about, Tis the blot upon the brain That will show itself without. Then I rise, the eve drops fall, And the yellow vapours choke The great city sounding wide. The day comes, a dull red ball Wrapped in drifts of lurid smoke On the misty river-tide through the hubbub of the market i steal a wasted frame it crosses here it crosses there through all that crowd confused and loud the shadow still the same and on my heavy eyelids my anguish hangs like shame alas for her that met me that heard me softly call came glimmering through the laurels at the quiet, even fall, in the garden by the turrets of the old manorial hall. Would the happy spirit descend from the realms of light and song in the chamber of the street, as she looks among the blest? Should I fear to greet my friend, or say, forgive the wrong, or to ask her, Take me, sweet, to the regions of thy rest. But the broad light glares and beats, And the shadow flits and fleets and will not let me be. And I loathe the squares and streets And the faces that one meets, Hearts with no love for me. Always I long to creep into some still cavern deep, there to weep and weep and weep my whole soul out to thee. V. Dead, long dead, long dead, and my heart is a handful of dust, and the wheels go over my head, and my bones are shaken with pain for into a shallow grave they are thrust only a yard beneath the street and the hoofs of the horses beat beat the hoofs of the horses beat beat into my scalp and my brain with never an end to the stream of passing feet driving hurrying marrying burying clamour and rumble and ringing and clatter AND HERE BENEATH IT IS ALL AS BAD, FOR I THOUGHT THE DEAD HAD PEACE, BUT IT IS NOT SO. TO HAVE NO PEACE IN THE GRAVE, IS THAT NOT SAD? BUT UP AND DOWN AND TO AND FRO EVER ABOUT ME THE DEAD MEN GO, AND THEN TO HEAR A DEAD MAN CHATTER IS ENOUGH TO DRIVE ONE MAD wretchedest age since time began they cannot even bury a man and though we paid our tithes in the days that are gone not a bell was rung not a prayer was read it is that which makes us loud in the world of the dead there is none that does his work not one a touch of their office might have sufficed but the churchmen fain would kill their church as the churches have killed their christ see there is one of us sobbing no limit to his distress and another a lord of all things praying to his own great self as i guess and another a statesman there betraying his party secret, fool to the press, and yonder a vile physician blabbing the case of his patient—all for what?—to tickle the maggot born in an empty head and wheedle a world that loves him not—for it is but a world of the dead. Nothing but idiot gabble for the prophecy given of old and then not understood has come to pass as foretold not let any man think for the public good but babble merely for babble for i never whispered a private affair within the hearing of cat or mouse no not to myself in the closet alone but i heard it shouted at once from the top of the house everything came to be known who told him we were there not that grey old wolf for he came not back from the wilderness full of wolves where he used to lie he has gathered the bones for his all-grown whelp to crack "'crack them now for yourself, and howl and die. "'Prophet, curse me the babbling lip, "'and curse me the British vermin, the rat. "'I know not whether he came in the Hanover ship, "'but I know that he lies and listens mute "'in an ancient mansion's crannies and holes.' arsenic arsenic sure would do it except that we poison our babes poor souls it is all used up for that tell him now she is standing here at my head not beautiful now not even kind he may take her now for she never speaks her mind but is ever the one thing silent here she is not of us as i divine she comes from another stiller world of the dead stiller not fairer than mine but i know where a garden grows fairer than aught in the world beside all made up of the lily and the rose that blow by night when the season is good to the sound of dancing music and flutes It is only flowers, they had no fruits, and I almost fear they are not roses but blood. For the keeper was one so full of pride he linked a dead man there to a spectral bride. For he, if he had not been a sultan of brutes, would he have had that hole in his side?' but what will the old man say he laid a cruel snare in a pit to catch a friend of mine one stormy day yet now i could even weep to think of it for what will the old man say when he comes to the second corpse in the pit friend to be struck by the public foe and then to strike him and lay him low, that were a public merit, far whatever the Quaker holds from sin. But the red life spilt for a private blow, I swear to you, lawful and lawless war are scarcely even akin. O me, why have they not buried me enough is it kind to have made me a grave so rough me that was never a quiet sleeper maybe still i am but half dead then i cannot be wholly dumb i will cry to the steps above my head and somebody surely some kind heart will come to bury me bury me deeper ever so little deeper Six. my life has crept so long on a broken wing through cells of madness haunts of horror and fear that i come to be grateful at last for a little thing my mood is changed for it fell at the time of year when the face of night is fair on the dewy And the shining daffodil dies, and the charioteer and starry Gemini hang like glorious crowns over Orion's grave low down in the west, that like a silent lightning under the stars she seemed to divide in a dream from a band of the blest, and spoke of a hope for the world in the coming wars, and in that hope, dear soul, Let trouble have rest, knowing I tarry for thee. And pointed to Mars, as he glowed like a ruddy shield on the lion's breast. And it was but a dream, yet it yielded a dear delight to have looked, though but in a dream, upon eyes so fair, that had been in a weary world my one thing bright and it was but a dream yet it lightened my despair when i thought that a war would arise in defence of the right that an iron tyranny now should bend or cease the glory of mankind stand on his ancient height nor britain's one sole god be the millionaire no more shall commerce be all in all and peace pipe on her pastoral hillock a languid note and watch her harvest ripen her herd increase nor the cannon-bullet rust on a slothful shore and the cobweb woven across the cannon's throat shall shake its threaded tears in the wind no more and as months ran on and rumour of battle grew it is time it is time o passionate heart said i for i cleaved to a cause that i felt to be pure and true it is time o passionate heart and morbid eye that old hysterical mock disease should die and i stood on a giant deck and mixed my breath with a loyal people shouting a battle-cry till i saw the dreary phantom arise and fly far into the north and battle and seas of death let it go or stay so i wake to the higher aims of a land that has lost for a little her lust of gold and love of a peace that was full of wrongs and shames—horrible, hateful, monstrous not to be told—and hail once more to the banner of battle unrolled. Though many a light shall darken, and many shall weep for those that are crushed in the clash of jarring claims, yet god's just wrath shall be wreaked on a giant lyre and many a darkness into the light shall leap and shine in the sudden making of splendid names a nobler thought be freer under the sun and the heart of a people beat with one desire FOR THE PEACE THAT I DEEMED NO PEACE IS OVER AND DONE, AND NOW BY THE SIDE OF THE BLACK AND THE BALTIC DEEP AND DEATHFUL GRINNING MOUTHS OF THE FORTRESS FLAMES THE BLOOD-RED BLOSSOM OF WAR WITH A HEART OF FIRE. LET IT FLAME OR FADE, AND THE WAR ROLL DOWN LIKE A WIND we have proved we have heart's inner cause we are noble still and myself have awaked as it seems to the better mind it is better to fight for the good than to rail at the ill i have felt with my native land i am one with my kind i embrace the purpose of god And the doom assigned End of Part two End of Maud by Alfred Tennyson